Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 devoted moms out there. Welcome to Tasha and Regina. This is Tasha. This is Regina. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, how are you? (laughs) Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I I can't (laughs) complain. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling in, devoted moms out there. Today's Thursday, December 13th, and this is our last of 2012. Oh my god. Yay. Yeah. Um, and this is show you. number is this show number eight for us, Tasha? It's either eight or nine. I guess we should know uh-huh. that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Can we have cake? Yeah. <laughs> you know I love cake. But like I said, this is our last show of 2012 and wow what an amazing um 2012 this has been. So that'll be a great topic and Going into next, I mean next year of how great 2012 was. Um, But if you would like to call into our show today, the number is three four seven two one five six one three eight. And today we're going to be discussing de-stressing during the holidays, Um, and also kind of morphing into traditions and, and family holiday traditions that you may celebrate. So if you'd like to call in and let us know how you distress. During the holidays, please give us a call at 347-215-6138, or you can always reach us on Twitter, and that's at Tasha and Regina, and Devoted Moms on Facebook. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Who would have thunk, right? Yeah. So, you ready? I am. How many times have you been asked, have you gotten all your shopping done? Uh, I get asked that all the time, and I ask that question all the time, actually. It's like a go-to holiday question. Are you ready for Christmas? Did you get all your shopping for the holidays? Yeah. Yep. So I I am guilty. I ask that question all the time. (laughs) And I am guilty that I cringe every time someone asks me that question. Right. (laughs) It does have a, a little bit of pressure associated with that question, doesn't it? Well, it does, and you know, and that's you know why we thought we would do this show today around kind of de-stressing. And you know, as moms, we are typically the orchestrators um, or conductors, maybe that's the right word, um, of what holidays look like and how they come and how traditions are formed. And certainly, our phenomenal fathers have a huge impact on that. But I would say that, you know, moms typically kind of get it rolling or at least, you know, kind of if the idea comes up, uh, we end up being the ones to uh, figure out how to implement. And so I think it's really important that we, you know, kind of check in with each other. Um, You know, Tasha, I know you and I talk a lot about, you know, how do we um, take this role as a devoted mom and how do we – shift a little bit from maybe what we learned um, Mm -hmm. and enhance uh, what we learned as children and from our own moms and other moms um, to hopefully pay it forward to, you know, our children. And so, you know, today's show, when we we thought about it for the moms that are listening out there, we really did think about, you know, let's go back to childhood and, and think about, you know, what were the stressful moments or, you know, what did that look like? And I think we both had kind of, you know, similar but different experiences. Right. Yeah, we did. Um, I know for for me, one thing that I learned from my mother is she knows how to delegate. <laughs> and so, you know, my mother was working outside of the house, and mm-hmm. so she just didn't have the time nor the desire to make a big dinner, but she enjoyed mm-hmm. a big dinner. Because in our family, that was really, we only sat at the table together a couple times a year, um, which is very different than the way that I do with my family today. But Mm -hmm. growing up, we would get our dinner, and we all went to our separate rooms and watched TV and ate dinner. So for Thanksgiving, Christmas, maybe New Year's, maybe a birthday or something, we would gather together and eat. 
so what my mother did was she delegated. Mm -hmm. She delegated. Mm -hmm. And so everything, all the fixings and the desserts and everything, um, she got from somebody else that she would either buy from friends or get catered from a restaurant that she loved. Um, she used to make the stuffing. That was the one thing that my mother made because her aunt had an uh, awesome stuffing recipe. And that, you know, so she would she would bust out her little um, <laughs> her little three by five cards because she didn't cook it enough to remember it. But she had her three three by five cards, and you know, we pull it out and she would make her stuffing. And I love my mother's stuffing, so she would okay, do the stuffing. Let me understand this. Now, I'm from the south, so we call it right. dressing. Oh, and we know that the rest of the world calls it stuffing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the difference is that a dressing is cornbread-based, full of a whole lot of fat and spices and often some right. sort of giblet or giblet or, you know, some piece of the <laughs> animal that, you know, no one cares to know exists, let alone eat it. And so, right. so what was, you know, what was special about or what did her, what did, what did the stuffing look like in your house? Well, for me, she actually made, Two batches, but one batch would be what she actually stuffed in the turkey. <laughs> the turkey that she bought? Either the turkey that she bought or sometimes she would make a turkey as well. Oh, I see. Stuff, did not yeah, given, every now and then you know, she would make a turkey. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be that the, was... the stuff that she stuffed in there, and then she would make an extra plate on the side, <laughs> uh, an extra pan of stuffing on the side because we loved it so much. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think they it was cornbread-based. I, I dressing never went inside the bird. That was a waste. You know, we wanted oh. we wanted a big old scoop of it next to the bird. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And, and it was funny because in my household, um, my grandmother, who lived, you know, all of five minutes away, she did the dinner from beginning to end. Uh-huh. My, I can remember my mother saying, "Well, you know, maybe we should have something here, so she might bake a couple of, you know, make a chi- bake a chicken, uh, make some stove top stuffing, or ask my grandmother to make an extra pan so we could bring it home." Uh-huh. Um, but she wasn't, you know, for the majority of my childhood, she did wasn't responsible for that, and. I I now, you know, hear people's experience about being there cutting up potatoes and, you know, the whole prepping and it was that was not my experience at all. It right. was, you know, put your shoes on, you know, put on your jacket, it's time to go with grandmommies. And we would get there and Tasha when I say everything was done and you know, basically we walked in, washed hands, said grace and sat down to eat. So grandmommy wow. had been cooking for, you know, hours. Days. <laughs> it might have been days. days. Yes. Yeah. She would, she would, we would go by there, you know, a couple of times during the week, um, and you might see a cake that we couldn't cut. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so she was, her um, German chocolate cake uh, was a, a staple, and she made it because my daddy liked it. And I'm not really sure he liked it that much, but, but she made it because <laughs> daddy liked it. <laughs> Because now when I ask him, Dad, do you feel like German chocolate cake? He's kind of like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, um, okay. But what we're doing for Devoted Moms who are listening is this is how, you know, another way of experiencing the holiday, you know, looking at reflection and things that you take for granted that everybody did it like you did it. Um, you start to learn as an adult, it's not so. I can't ever remember having a catered meal. To me, that sounds like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something. Right. <laughs> what? Oh, that was so not going to happen. Um, but it was also, you know, once my grandmother um, passed, we were at a serious disadvantage. And so our one of our holidays um, that came uh, right after I had a brother who was killed in a car accident in August, and that December was a very sad and somber. We pretty much wanted to skip Christmas and any right. holidays because it was just very painful. And then the next year we tried to pull off, you know, our regular uh, Christmas Eve uh, gathering, which also included going to um, the mall as soon as it opened. That was a tradition in our house. Going to the mall on Christmas Eve and buying all of the gifts 
before the mall closed at you know, five or six. Then rushing wow. home, fighting over who had the tape. Because there was only one uh-huh. roll of tape for some reason. It was right now I'm thinking, you know, could I have like had another roll of tape? But whoever got the tape first and the <laughs> you know, got that time and um and, and then we rush to rap and keep secret and then we go to grandmommy's for pre for the for the uh Christmas Eve thing. Right. And so we spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house and I know now um my children's grandmother is 11 hours away. Right. And so I'm just like, <laughs> I had to figure out how to do it differently because I don't have a grandmommy's house to go to. I've certainly been to some other people's grandmommy's houses, though. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So yeah, what are see, some of the uh, devoted moms? What are some of the traditions specifically around food that you experienced when you were growing up. And did you bring those traditions into your current family, or did you decide to do something different, Um, you know, like Regina and I have, because we don't have a grandmother's house to go to um, for that big day. So call in, if you, and we'd love to hear your thoughts, 347-215-6138. It looks like we have a caller from the 617 area code, That is on hold that may have a question for us. So let me open up for my caller from 617 and see if you have a question. Thank you for calling Devoted Moms. This is Tasha. Are you there? Caller from 617, do you have a question? Okay, maybe not. Maybe they're just listening. Maybe I'll put you back on mute. (laughs) That's cool, too. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you for calling in. And happy holidays. And I was not going to ask you, are you ready for the holidays yet? So (laughs) Um, I'm not going to ask that question anymore. You know, it's not a bad question. You know, the world's not going to eliminate questions just because Regina feels like you're (laughs) high pressure. Um, (laughs) Tasha, one of the things you did say is that uh, you have incorporated or you're doing Christmas a little bit differently than um, your mom did. So what Mm -hmm. does it look like for you now? Christmas for us, um, you know, is still definitely a big deal. So I did get that from my mother and my parents. Um, You know, they made, made Christmas a very big deal the magic of Christmas. We would go to um, a Christmas party every single year at a friend's mm-hmm. house, and um, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I remember the most about growing up was going to um, Stephanie's Christmas party. And mm-hmm. so that is definitely one thing I've incorporated um, in in our life, in our tradition. Now we have a Christmas party every year, and sometimes it may be on a little smaller scale where we just invite a few family members over and then there's definitely been times in the past where we've um, invited a whole lot of people, and mm-hmm, it's been mm-hmm. a really big deal. So mm-hmm. I definitely got that from growing up, um, and I so enjoy doing that. And sometimes it can mm-hmm. cause a little bit of stress, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, just getting the house ready and making sure we have enough food and drinks and everything. So it can be a little bit stressful at times, but it really is something that, I thoroughly enjoy, and so I definitely got that from from growing up. Yeah, and so I, I, and so enjoy it. So do my kids; they love I've it. I've never gotten to. I've never gotten the opportunity to come to one of your your Christmas parties. No, you haven't. I always get to hear you making the cheesecakes and right. Just talk through. Who <laughs> has a bake for three hours, and you need something to do so you don't fall asleep? Right. Um, so devoted moms, if you you know, that's one way to. <laughs> Support your uh, support your friends and um, folks who are you know maybe taking it a step hot, uh, uh, you know in another direction. Um, we actually uh, have not done kind of the party thing. It just kind of happens. Like there might be a few more people over or stopping by. You know, right. I'm more kind of spontaneous. I, I resist that whole scheduling thing. It's um, it creates a stress for me. You know, I'd much rather, like, the morning of say, hey, why don't you all come over this evening for dinner and, you know, let's do something. So tonight 
Um, we're having a holiday party. Um, you know, as most of the devoted moms know, I house share with um, another family. And so there's going to be six of us, and we are ready to get it rolling. We started last night, and I'll tell you a little bit in my God story about how the holidays got here last evening. And um, uh-huh. we're just all excited. Uh, there's eggnog in the refrigerator. There's some homemade cookies. And, you know, we're going to keep it real low stress. And, um and, and looking forward to just creating yet again another uh, tradition um, right. for you know before the holiday gets here and we're possibly all in different directions. Um, we talked a little bit about food, but we didn't talk about our your your gift giving experience in your childhood. Yeah, my mom is a um, is definitely the one in charge of the gifts, in charge of you know, deciding what to get and, you know, where to go and how much to spend. And my mom has always been, which I love about her, still to this day, an over-gifter. <laughs> she loved to make sure that we had a ton of gifts um, under the tree. And so that was done. adopted into that family. I mean, really? I know, right? <laughs> Trust me, Kenny loves the, it too. <laughs> and, and the challenge to that again is right. <laughs> yeah, she. I love the way my mom gets, and it's so cute. She still, you know, puts from Santa Claus on it, and um, and one thing that I know helped her de-stress is she would assign. She wouldn't tell anybody, but she would assign each of us wrapping paper. So she'd get a specific wrapping paper just for me, mm-hmm. one for just for my brother and one for my dad. And then she would wrap okay. all the gifts, and then she would have no problem putting everything under the tree because we couldn't count and see how many each person had. <laughs> we couldn't shake it and try to figure it out because we had no idea what gifts oh, so belonged to. So she didn't put labels on it? No. And if she did labels, she would say from Santa, but she wouldn't say to whom. <laughs> yeah. So that... <laughs> Yeah, so anybody that wants any ideas on how to keep your kids from figuring it out or trying to count, just mm-hmm. give them a special wrapping paper and they won't ever figure okay. it out. Well, uh, but then remember mother, what the wrapping paper is, though. So. Right. <laughs> my mother's magic trick was, one, um, we found out where her stash was, where she kept them. But we were so, right. we believed that she would have, she said, if I find out that you looked in there, I'm taking it back. And we oh. believed her. And so yeah. we we upon her her spot, and then we were like, oh my god, she's gonna think that we. I mean, we believed her. Yeah, <laughs> I will never forget the Gapers bags, and Gapers was a store uh, that preceded Macy's yeah. and all those other mm-hmm. little places downtown. I remember Gapers? Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! And we were so afraid that on Christmas morning, you know, we knew that Santa Claus brought stuff. But we also knew that she was responsible for the connection to Santa Claus. And yeah. so, <laughs> so she, yep. she was going to take it all back. But what she would do, this is the mystical thing. The night before Christmas, we would all get to open one gift. And yes. each year, it was pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah. And I could not figure out how, no matter what what I did to pick a different it was always pajamas. <laughs> that was strategic on your mother's like, part. How in the world is how how is this happening? So as a you know, when I became a mom, I started making sure that the gift that got opened, you know, was pajamas. Her pajamas. thought behind it was the next morning. My dad was a huge photographer. Took pictures from the moment you walked to the top of the stairs till you walked down. You were constantly right. getting, you know, pictures, pictures, pictures. Well, she wanted to make sure we looked nice. <laughs> so everybody had on these color-coordinated, or at least no new, old, brand new, you know, right. <laughs> as much as she could control us on how we looked on those pictures, we were always pretty. Um, <laughs> and it was because pajamas was the gift, your Christmas Eve gift. And I think I was an adult before I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> so I well, do I'll that you now. Though, uh, one thing that I don't stress about is the amount of money that I spend on my children. See, and I 
coming from mm-hmm. being a single mom and starting off as a single mom right, right, right. first, I was like, you know, I, I can't pressure myself into feeling like I have to get her a ton of things mm-hmm. for under the mm-hmm. tree. So mm-hmm. that was one tradition I did not pick up, you know, from my mother. I also right, recognize right. with my kids that they have two sets of grandparents. And that is grandparents love to spoil their grandchildren. So I, mm-hmm. you know, allow them to do that. And so my kids will, I know my kids will always have plenty of plenty of stuff under the tree. And so Kenny and I, you know, adopted the, the three gift rule. Right. And we kind of, you know, attached it to Jesus. We are Christian and we celebrate Jesus' birthday. And so I said, you know, when Jesus was born, he had three gifts. And that's how many you're going to get, and that's how many you can even ask for. Because sometimes you get a little crazy, you can ask for a few more, but out of the out of your list to Santa, you are only going to get three. And um, that's been adopted ever since Jordan was very little. So our kids know that, you know, from the get go. And that way, I don't feel the pressure of having to put so many things under the tree, or maybe mm-hmm. bypassing bypassing a bill that I may not mm-hmm. be able to pay because I need to buy a gift. Um, I have no problem with the three gift rule at all. Yeah, I've always admired you for being able to to do that. I think that um, I think that I I I want to do that, and then something happens. You know, <laughs> um, particularly <laughs> either you you start to. I was taught to wait until the last minute. That was a tradition, so I, I'm having to relearn that. Um, but what I am starting to do is be more thoughtful and conscious about um, just what's realistic. I have been very okay. blessed that it that um, I've had a community or a village or even um, just very close friends who have been mm-hmm. very gracious with their resources when I don't have them or didn't have right. them. Um, and so, you know, I take that into account. Uh, you know, I have one uh, very dear friend who is just going to make sure that my children, I've got actually a couple, uh, who are going to make sure that my children are going to have something to open, even though I'm like, you know, the day after is really the day that you buy stuff, you know. <laughs> so right. sometimes I can get too practical, and then sometimes I can slowly swing to the you've lost your mind. Now, one way that I think is the most memorable that I caught a lot of flack around it, and I'm not sure my mother ever did this. I don't remember if she did, but I used to rewrap the toys that my kids didn't play with throughout the year. <laughs> I might I might have been in one of those ones that gave you some flack on that. I don't I don't remember, but I I, I might have been me. <laughs> yeah, it was a few folks. Um, and, and that was okay, but the thing was is they were two and three, and they didn't know the difference between, you know, the, the, we had a couple of different Elmos, um, and so if Elmo that had not been played with because they were at the bottom of the bucket, you know, got rewrapped and they could pull the wrapping off, that's what's important. And so one of the things right. I really hope that our devoted moms out there, particularly that have kids, um, my kids started catching on, I think, when I did it when my daughter was four. She said, oh, my goodness, Mommy, we've got two of these now. And that <laughs> was my signal that I couldn't do that anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> but think about, you know, those toys, especially if you've got children who have birthdays that are very early in the year, and they get this toy, and they play with it for a little while, and then it goes to the bottom of the toy box. Mm-hmm. Wrap that sucker up. You know, put a yep. pretty bow on it from Santa. And, you know, who's the wiser until they say, hey, we're gonna have, we have two of these now. Santa must have forgotten. Um, that's that's your signal. Um, I think you also had another great idea around, um, around you know, just being realistic uh, with younger children um, about what they unwrap. Remember we talked about yeah, I mean, big... like the big box. I mean, all my kids at, you know, a certain age, one, two, and three, just love big boxes. So if you have a big box, you can actually take, you know, your idea, Regina, and just throw some old, older toys in there that they already have. 
or just something, something around the house that they love to play with and just wrap it up because just the act of unwrapping, throwing everything out of the box and then maybe even possibly climbing in the box is so much fun. So, Mm -hmm. you know, why go out and buy a two-year-old or a -a one-and-a-half-year-old a a $50 gift that they actually take out of the box and throw to the side and don't even recognize? um, Well, first of all, they they can get it it out of the box. Right, right. (laughs) The anti-theft devices. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, again, that's another thing that I've never felt pressured to do is when they're extremely young, um, you know, feeling like I have to spend a few hundred dollars on this, this, you know, I have a one-year-old now, and, you know, she's going to get, like, one gift from us, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, a little toy or something, but, you know, never, ever felt pressured to get the very little ones, um, you know, a ton of gifts, and they don't even realize what's going on. There's enough time for that. You know, there's there's right. going to definitely be a time when they start asking for things and wanting things and circling all the gifts in the Target uh, or Walmart oh, you know, yeah. catalog that comes in the mail every year. And, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have time for that. And so the first couple of years, you know, give yourself a break. You know, you're and not an awful parent. Make it easy on yourself. Make yeah, it easy you're not an awful parent. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so tell me, um, devoted moms, give us a call and tell us some of the the traditions that are, you know, that are surrounded around gift and gift giving that you either have adopted into your family from growing up or things that you've let go that you decided you did not want to take into your family surrounded around gift giving. So give us a call, 347-215-6138, or you can definitely send your questions in on Facebook at Devoted Moms or Twitter, Tasha and Regina. Right, right, right. Um, we talked about some of those high-end gifts that, you know, as our kids are getting older, electronics are, you know, the the thing to go for, the tablets, the leap pads, the nooks, Kindle fires. Um, but we also, you know, talked about, we got a chance to visit earlier, and you and I talked about um, some of the high-end gifts that mm-hmm. we don't think about. You remember right. us talking about that? Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a couple. One is um, we talked about scheduling time and giving yourself, devoted moms out there, um, a moment of peace, a moment yeah. to do something that you enjoy that does not have a dollar amount to it. Um, for me, it would be being able to take that extra yoga class. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also the thought of, being able to maybe schedule um, reconnecting with a friend. The holidays are such a great time to reconnect with folks. Yeah, so I agree. Look at, look at that address book and say, you know what, I have not talked to my best friend from third grade in some time now. And her numbers mm-hmm. don't work, um, but we were just really busy. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out an hour in my day where I'm going to call and say, hey, you know, let's catch up. You know, what's going on with you? And 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 that's a gift. That's a gift that doesn't have a dollar amount. Um, the other person is relieved that you reached out because they felt guilty about not reaching out for so long. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you get to kind of just catch up, and it's a great time of year. Um, and, and and so, you know, that those were a couple of ways. Um, if you talk about going to get a manicure, pedicure, but sometimes there's a, that's a, there's a cost associated with that. Right. I really want to challenge you to think about something you enjoy doing that you can do um, and you will allow yourself to receive it as a gift instead of, you know, I'm being selfish because I want to, um, you know, close up with a book and, you know, spend an hour in a smutty book. Um, give it right. to yourself and not... Uh, and try to see if you can challenge yourself for it not to cost you anything. Yeah, you I, what I know like one exercise of, or something. Mhm. Yeah, doing exercise or yoga for me. Um, I always just when I get a chance to get some yoga in a couple times a week, you know, my week just goes so great. Um, another way that I that I help to connect is if I get up before the kids do, and this does not happen often. Um, but I really recognize that when it does, I'm I'm in such a better place. 
when I get up before the kids do, even if it's only 15 minutes. So for those of you who aren't morning people, I'm not saying get up at 4 in the morning, you know, 5 in the morning, that seems ungodly. But, um, you know, if your kids generally get up about 6.30 or 7 o'clock for school, then just get up about 15 minutes before that, before they get up. And just take a minute. Just take a minute either to have your cup of coffee, um, take a minute to pray, take a minute to meditate, take a minute to do mm-hmm. your yoga. Um, even for me, I'm a big list person. And if I can get my day down on the list and I can scratch those things off my list, I feel like I've accomplished, I've conquered the world. So sometimes in that, that 10-minute time in the morning before everything gets hectic, I just write my list out of the things that I'd like to do um, for the day and so that I can check off my list. And so that, for me, is just is huge. And when I don't do that, my day sometimes gets away from me. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, need, I have to be very cognizant and very on purpose to do that every mm-hmm. morning and just, just give myself a few minutes because everybody knows you devote moms out there. And once the kids get up, that's it. It's on. Rock and roll time. It's on. <laughs> yeah, your desires are no longer their wants. <laughs> right, right. At all. I think, you know, so, the other thing, too, is even mm-hmm. if you pause before, you know, you talk about getting up, like going and having that cof- cup of coffee. I think that there is, and there's actually a meditative practice where you do hold still. You are awake. Right. But mm-hmm. you hold still. And you spend some time connecting with yourself. Um, a higher power, if that's your practice. Um, and it may very well seem that you are still asleep, but you actually aren't. You're in a conscious awake, uh, awakening, um, but you are holding still, and right. you're not feeling guilty about it. Now, my favorite time is that nine-minute snooze time so when I do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> but be sure to press the snooze and not, uh, okay, I'm up. Yeah, um, yeah. The other thing, too, is, I taught my children uh, that they don't have to come and see me first thing, you know, mm-hmm. that that they can go ahead and get ready, and they're at the age to be able to do that too. Right, so, of course. So, so yeah. they know before they come downstairs they need to be dressed, um, and, you know, they kind of fluctuate on who's up and who's not. But I am okay with saying, you know what, I'm not quite ready yet to to hear about all of those dreams and the things that you're going to do today. Uh, mommy needs a moment, mm-hmm. and 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 I also have um, done pod, uh, podcasts in my ears um, where I've heard either a song, but it's just really trying to just take out a moment before you your feet hit the floor and you have to go into that major mode of let's get it going. Um, right, and it, it it does help to lessen the anxiety and the stress if you are purposeful about it. If it happens because you oversleep, that's different. Mm-hmm. And so what we're talking about is being very purposeful. The other side right. is for those who are better on the other end of the day, you know, dinner's been done. Typically, you know, I go straight into washing dishes so that I don't have to think about it later. Right. Go watch a show. Those dishes are going to be okay. Bugs are not coming in 30 minutes. Exactly. But that might be the time that you say, you know what? After the kids are down, I'm going to spend this amount of time doing something for me. I'm going to paint my toenails red. And so without any money being exchanged, it is really a high-end gift to yourself. Right. Now, yeah, I think it'll be wonders. To, other, to, to these little people who are so demanding of our time mm-hmm. can look a little bit different also. Right. So we talked about some high-end gift giving that, again, does not include an, a, a, um, uh, an exchange of money. Um, and so some of those things, my childhood memories, to share them with my kids, to say, when I was your age, let me tell you what I really wanted for yeah. uh, Santa Claus. Um, and we talked about it in movies, um, songs. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The way we knew Christmas was there was that, Jackson 5's Christmas album was going to get pulled out. And I do mean album. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not CD. Not um, tape. <laughs> Not on Pandora. Um, right. But honestly, that there, the, the Jackson 5's were, you know, Mommy's kissing Santa Claus under the mistletoe, and I'm going to tell my daddy. 
That was, you know, we're at the holiday party that we're having tonight. I am going to find that song so that my kids can listen to it. Yeah. And yeah, my kids love Luther. Yeah, you told me that. That's so wild. Yep, Luther Vandross Christmas. They just there's a couple songs on there that they just really connect to, and so you know when we're decorating the tree or even making dinner, you know once Christmas, the the feeling starts coming in. We start playing that on the radio and throughout the house, and you know even Nia was dancing to it the other day, <laughs> and so um, it's interesting that that turned into kind of a a tradition which wasn't necessarily on purpose, but mm-hmm. Kenny and I really love um, that song and that CD, and so, you know, we just happen to play it, and that's, that's what Christmas means to us. Um, you know, another tradition that we do that I got from growing up is going and driving around and finding Christmas lights, finding a neighborhood oh, yeah. or, an, yeah, an area that, that does really, you know, that does it up for Christmas, mm-hmm. Christmas lights. And so I know my kids love it, and I still love it. I still get excited when we get in the car and, and to look at some of these extravagant, you know, Griswold Christmas-type houses. You know, I know some think it's tacky, but I love it. I, the more uh-huh. Uh-huh. stuff and, you know, blown-up Santa Claus and reindeer on the roof and the lights oh, yeah. and the blinking lights, I love all of that. I think all that right. is so awesome. Right, right, right. And there's a neighborhood that, um, even in my area, there's a neighborhood um, that does, there's a whole block. And thousands of people go through this block every year. Um, And I think they start a little bit after Thanksgiving and go through to New Year's. But Mm -hmm. every, on some of the porches you walk up, there's displays. There are trains going across the street to the other side, and it is just, it takes you back to just being such a kid and looking at innocent, simple things being just in awe of them. Right. Um, you know, a reason to laugh and, um, and you know, to just kind of connect. And so I definitely love going to look at lights. And, you know, we see neighborhoods that, um, you know, there's, you know, maybe a couple of houses. It does make us want to go explore. Uh, And for some some folks in some cities, they're fortunate enough to have um, displays that you drive through. And those are really cool, too. But I would just pack as many people as possible in the car. So that's right. So that you don't have to pay per car. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, her car is always a good deal. And so um, we haven't done that yet this year. Um, going to, uh, we have a symphony of lights is what it's called in my area. Um, and it oh, benefits cool. the local hospital, so you feel like you're also giving. Um, but you turn the radio station on and you drive through. Um, I think in Georgia, the uh, Life College Used to do it. Life College. Yep. They still do it. Right. We go right, every year. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We go so, every year. So, so do a vote at Moms. Again, you know, you, you if you want to get them out the house and um, kind of do something low budget, uh, Google, you know, um, uh, lights in your area and, and see who's, you know, who's doing it. In Birmingham, there was one neighborhood that right. everyone went to North Birmingham and it was just phenomenal. So, so those are some very low-budget ways to um, create uh, memories. Um, songs, traditional songs for Christmas. In my family, we had um, a printed copy of the Twelve Days of Christmas. Right. And my brother always got the brother that was closest to me in age. He, um, I'm the youngest, but he was the baby. He always got the five golden rings. And if you're familiar with the 12 days of Christmas, five golden rings, they get to really perform and draw that out as long as they can. Right. Uh, and so um, I'm going to print out uh, the 12 days of Christmas, and we're there's six of us here, so we'll each get a day, an extra day. And I am so interested to see who gets that who gets gets that day. The golden burst. <laughs> <laughs> And we have somebody um, from uh, from Atlanta who uh, Facebook over one of her uh, Christmas traditions, and I kind of like this. This is cool. But she says she cooks a big Christmas Eve dinner, 
Mm-hmm. And so that's when they do their dinner on Christmas Eve with the family. And then Christmas Day food is very super casual. They just Everybody just eats on the floor, and they have just a very casual dinner like burgers or spaghetti, you know, and just kind of, and that's because I guess, you know, Christmas morning can be so involved that trying mm-hmm. to do a dinner later that day can be mm-hmm. um, somewhat cumbersome. So right. that's a great idea out there. She's a devoted mom of two, and that's a great idea out there for that's For those awesome. of you, that is a good yeah. one. Yeah, do a Christmas that, Eve and chill on Christmas Day. Right, right, right. So, so you know, one of the things too that we um, that we also reflected on different uh, uh, that's a low budget, um, high end gift um, is sleeping differently, allowing your children mm-hmm. to sleep differently the night before, and depending on the age of the child, and of course, safety is always important. But um, Tasha, I know that your children congregate together, um, you know, each Christmas Eve. Yes, our kids like to sleep together, and sometimes they will sleep on our floor in our room and just make a pallet and sleep on the floor in our room. And I think we stopped doing that a couple years ago only because they're getting a little bit older, and so when we were trying to wrap gifts Christmas Eve and everything, it was hard to do. <laughs> so um, so the last couple of years, they've slept together in one room or the other. But they're always together. So that and, and, and I think about it now, and this is not something that I introduced to my children, but I did this with my brother. Mm-hmm, we would sleep in the mm-hmm. same bed every Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. my kids just automatically do that. I don't think it's anything I'm, I ever really mentioned to them, which is kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. um, and they're so separate in age; they're two different genders. And but when it comes to things like this, you would just think they're just you know just so bonded by Christmas mm-hmm. and and the joy that it brings. Mm-hmm. And so they love to sleep in the same bed the night before. So it's funny, though. My kids do not get up at 4 or 5 in the morning like I used to. Now, did you get up really early in the morning? Uh, no, we didn't inherit that, right, at that, oh. that training. And, and and I'll tell you, our even though we didn't sleep together, nobody could go downstairs by themselves. <laughs> 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 you know, no, we had to all go down together. Right. And even as we got older and like came back from college, still you stayed upstairs until everybody was up and ready to come downstairs. Right. And so, um, for you know the twist of that tradition, you know I'm a single mom, and so um, my youngest last year decided that you know she wanted to spend Christmas Eve with her dad um, and help him decorate and. Um, she wanted to create a tradition with her father at her father's house. She's always done it with me in the in the evening, and then they would go with him in the uh, afternoon. And so I thought that mm-hmm. both of them would want to go. Well, my oldest right. girl said, "No, mommy, I want to be with you. You know, I want to spend Christmas Eve with you and wake up with you Christmas." So now I get the privilege, and my um, children's father gets the privilege of having this one-on-one time. And for those who yeah. have, you know, uh, more than two kids, we know we sometimes we can package them together. And so part of their high-end gift is that they get mommy um, and they get daddy to themselves um, to, to, to do and to form. To and then uh, by the afternoon we switch. And when we switch, you know, we open up the presents with um, whatever child you're with and right. go into whatever an evening tradition is. And what was funny about last year is that Timmy and I kind of chilled, and we eventually got to the presence, and then we, I think we might have climbed back into bed. <laughs> we really took it easy, and uh, yeah. I think I bought something that I knew that she liked for breakfast. And so we, you know, we did the breakfast thing. Um, but then that evening, the experience with Indira was com- was really different. We hung out. She was okay about the present thing, not really that pressed about the present. Um, mm-hmm. But we ended up going to eat Chinese. We we went to a local restaurant and had Chinese food with our neighbors who are from Ghana. Who at the time they're they're still from Ghana, but uh, right. they're not our neighbors anymore. <laughs> and so um, we ended up at. Uh, restaurant, and there were a whole bunch of other people there too. Um, but we didn't have to worry about dishes. 
You know, we ordered yep. what we wanted to eat, and we had a good old time. And it was like nothing that I had ever had before. You know, that just was like, wow. what? There's no turkey and dressing. But right. it, it was um, it was our special time together. And the time I would have spent in the kitchen preparing and, you know, overdoing, um, I didn't. I got to spend time with her. And we did some visiting with some of her friends, which is what she wanted to do. Um, but just one-on-one time, and then, you know, the next morning we all, you know, we were all joined back together. Uh, and they want to do the same thing this year except for they want to switch. And so you start okay. to allow for your children's tradition, for them to have real um, in input on, you know, what they like. And so yeah. they they definitely sleep with me um, in my bed the night before or the night that they're, they're of the holiday, um, and so it just allows us to have a little extra connection time. And it has nothing to do with the gift that they got. I mean, that no, becomes such an afterthought. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> the relevance is 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 very juicy. I think that's a very high end gift um, because it creates a memory for me, but also creates a memory for them. Um, Tasha, you have to negotiate gift giving with uh, dear, sweet, phenomenal father, Kenny, um, <laughs> who was on last year. Uh, you know, as a single mom, I kind of I get to do what I wanted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, any tips for the devoted mom or anything that, that you learned out there around negotiating with a spouse that may want to do it a little differently? Yeah, and let me give a little backstory too. Kenny is actually the the penny pincher in the family. He's the one that's um, you know, kind of keeps an eye on the budget and what we spend and you know, really trying to rein things in. And so when we sit down to do the budget, which is something that we do especially for Christmas, we decide how much we're spending for each child, other family members, and we try to stick to it as much as possible, but doing a budget really helps us to at least give us a guide. Mm-hmm as to how much money we even have to spend for Christmas and how much to spend. Because in the past, we've looked back and we're like, oh, my gosh, how, well, how did we spend that much? So that's the first thing that we do. So when, we do, when we're doing the budget, we're usually right on, on the same page. Okay, this is how much. This is what we're going to get. who um, is willing to do a budget. Do a, do a budget in the first place, right? <laughs> so we do it. We're on the same page. We're like, all right, looking good. And so then we'll go out and we'll do the shopping together. And I think this has happened at least like three years, three or four years, where Kenny will say, I think Jordan's getting gypped. Jordan, Jordan doesn't have enough. And, you know, sometimes what will happen is one kid will ask for a particular gift that may be a little more expensive. And so – they may not have the quantity of gifts that the other child has. But in his head, when he's looking at it, he feels like one of the kids are, are getting gypped and wants to add something to the list. we got to get something else. Mm-hmm. And so um, usually we have to kind of sit there and kind of work through how we're going to handle this. And if it is the case of, well, this child only has two things versus this other child has five, then we may go to – you know, the dollar spot or the dollar store or the five and under, wherever, you you know, what kind of store you may have in your area, and just get a few inexpensive items, not necessarily cheap or anything that's going to fall apart, but inexpensive Mm -hmm. items that you can get, like boys love little cars, for example. Jordan, she loves nail polish. You know, so we might get a couple of these items to Mm -hmm. add to the quantity um, versus trying to necessarily just pick something out of the store that might be big just mm-hmm. to match with what the other child gets because, that you know, we've fallen into that trap before. Another right. trap we've fallen into is getting the necessarily getting the name brand things. And, you know, my kids don't necessarily oh, yeah. know the name brands of everything. They may just say, I want, you know, I want, one of the, I want a device that I can listen to music with. So right. it doesn't have to be an iPod necessarily, especially if it's it like. age-appropriate. It could be, right, it could be the, yeah, the iPood, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just looking for some of the inexpensive ways that you can still get your child what they've asked for so you don't feel bad that you're mm-hmm. unable to get maybe the one gift. If they only ask for one gift, you really do want to get them that one gift. 
But at the same time, if that gift is a $300 gift, then Mm -hmm. thinking outside of the box on how you can still get that gift but have it for cheaper, it also shows your kids that, hey, this is still exactly what I wanted. It does the same exact thing that that Mm -hmm. that I wanted it to do, but my parents didn't have to pay as much for it. Um, and, right. and if your if your kid is at that age where they can understand that process, then then I would definitely you know talk to them and let them know that you're still fulfilling what they want without necessarily breaking the bank or taking away from your other siblings to get that gift. Mm-hmm. I think you you, well, and, you did the and same thing. And I think thing. we call it kind of value based lessons. You know, mm-hmm. what is our value system? Is it that um, we want an MP3 player so that we can get music and listen to it by ourselves. Or is it that the brand of Apple or or a droid system or whatever is what we're paying for? And what is the impact of spending so much on 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 the function? And mm-hmm. so, you know, for me, like I've done the whole Wii thing, and so... Um, you know, this year they'll probably get a Wii game, but I don't have to go and buy the next, you know, 360 or whatever that is. It right. is what what is another game that we can all play together? You know, um, what I thought is also fabulous because we're gonna we really do want to talk about budget stretchers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I found is if your kids are into DVDs and movies, um, the Red Box uh, and also I think the Blue Box. Um, the blockbuster, they will sell those movies after they have been rented so many times. And they're still oh. good movies, but they're only $7 or $5. Right. And they play the same. <laughs> and mm-hmm. your kid, So if there's a particular movie that your kid really liked over the year, um, it's a really great way to get it um, and get it for them. Uh, the right. same thing with the Wii games and the 360 games. They sell those uh, because after they've been in rotation so many times, they, you know, want to freshen the stock. And they've got mm-hmm. to get rid of it. So it's at a very low – I've never paid more than 750 And so that's a tip to voted moms out there. If you, you know, want to get those movies or want to get those games, check Redbox first or Blockbuster um, to see if you can get some of those uh, – some of those games at a reduced price. Uh, right. Tasha, again, we want to remind people if you have suggestions, you know, on how you have been able to uh, figure out how to reduce the cost um, for, for you know, different things, you know, please call in and, and let us, you know, let us hear your voices because uh, we've got some ideas and we've done some research, but we also know that there's lots of different ways that people have been able to accomplish having a happy holiday uh, with right. all, you know, stressing out about the amount of money that they've spent. Yes, yeah, so 347-215-6138. We have just under seven minutes left of 2012 for our show. <laughs> so um, you have time to call in if you have a question or a comment, 347-215-6138. Wow, six more minutes of uh, 2012. Okay, I'm just I'm um, in awe. Really still. quickly, looking at budget stretchers, um, yes. lessons that we that I've learned and we've shared is looking at Craigslist. Um, oh, right. right, especially for I mean that's how my kids got their kitchen sets. That's how they mm-hmm. got some of those kind of big items that a kid plays with once or twice. Um, and then it becomes a hat holder or a coat holder. Um, so looking at Craigslist and, you know, supporting local families who are trying to maybe raise money for their kids' um, uh, gifts also. Um, I also do like eBay, but what I will say is to, to save on your shipping costs. See if you can find an eBay vendor that's local. Um, you now can actually search the area and you can ask the vendor, can I pick it up instead of shipping it? Uh, that's one way of knowing that you're going to get it on time, but also it's supporting, you know, your local community. Uh, we also mentioned um, yeah, the Dollar Tree or Dollar Spots, uh, five and below is awesome uh, because that you you can get a lot of little trinkets without breaking the bank. And right. Tasha, you were talking about your discovery of big lots. 
Yeah, we just discovered Big Lots recently because when we moved here to Decatur, there's one right down the street. And, you know, just high, you know, stuff that we would normally pay so much more for, we can find there. For example, I think we got a um, a DVD player there for like $13 or something crazy um, last year, and we've had it a year, used it, it works just fine. You know, but normally <laughs> yeah. I would have went to one of the bigger stores and paid much more than thirteen dollars for yeah. for a DVD that, player. So that's a great. That's also where I got a lot of accessories for your Wii games. Yes, you know, for yep. the Wii games, they've got a lot of the accessories, and they are much and less expensive than some of the um, uh, bigger retail stores. Um, also, want to let folks know: look at your Walgreens and your Rite Aids and your CVSs. The stores that we used to just go buy deodorant and toothpaste from. They right. tend to have a seasonal aisle, and their stuff goes on sale like two weeks before. So you might go in there today, and things might already be 50% off. Mm-hmm. And for our holiday party tonight, <laughs> we're going to get right. some of those spots so that when we decorate, you know, that we're not breaking a bank. And, um, and, and so really looking at some of the non-traditional stores to get some of your um, – some of your uh, decorations and your stocking right. stuffers, um, the small things that you want to, you know, that you want to give uh, to friends and to your children's friends, because um, those prices can really, 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 really add up. They can really add up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we're coming to a close for, you know, for this year. Uh, we will be back uh, on Thursdays. Um, at uh, on January the 10th. It's going to be our yeah, first show for 2013. Um, right after I turn 38. Woohoo! Yes! Yeah, you look fabulous, <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a quick God story. Yeah, um, God story. Last night, we were putting, you know, the kids were going to bed, you know, we were like, you know, it's time to, to you know, to finish brushing teeth. And I keep hearing a fire engine, and I'm like, oh my god! I hope you know. I say a little prayer, you know. Hope everybody, every you know, everybody's okay wherever they're going, and that they're okay. And right. you know, I go to close the door to my kids' room, and I come downstairs, and I hear another one. And I'm like, what is happening? So for those of you, I'm dating myself. I went Miss Kravitz. Um, I became the nosy neighbor. I opened the first looked out the window. Then I opened up the door and closed it quickly. And then I opened up the door and I saw my neighbor stand outside. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, maybe something's happening. And so right. I keep my head out. And I said, you know, is everything okay? I keep hearing the fire engine. And he sa- and they said, yes, Santa's coming on the fire engine. What? Oh. I get the memo. So right. I immediately, girls, come on, Santa's on a fire engine. He's coming through the neighborhood. And so, you know, the girls shot out, you know, right. shot out the door like it was a fire um, to the end of the block so that we could we could be there before the fire engine gets there. And we're hearing the sirens, and we're like, oh, my God, Santa's coming, Santa's coming. And uh, my housemate is grabbing shoes. I'm grabbing uh, jackets. I've got the dog underneath my blouse because I don't have time <laughs> to grab a jacket because i got a few Santa. Right. And so Santa's coming down, and the girls are squealing with such oh, anticipation. I love it. It was such a surprise that every adult there was even squealing. And Santa wow. comes by, and the firemen are walking along the side, giving out candy canes. And huh. one of uh, the little girls screams out, I'm so excited that the butterflies on my pajama pants are dancing. Mm. <laughs> and how cute <laughs> is that? So <laughs> <laughs> uh. they are just elated about Santa rolling through, and Santa comes on, and, you know, comes by, and we're waving and cheering, and I mean, you really could not tell what the age was of any individual out there. Right, right. And so That's it allowed us to, you know, partake in a, and apparently something that happens every year. Um, we're new to the community, and we just had no idea. But, boy, did it set the tone of, you yeah. know, it, it's time to party. 
Are you have you been naughty or nice? <laughs> have you been naughty or nice? This is the time. So it was just such a great, unexpected treat. Um and and, and it was, you know, we did want Santa to tell us, okay, so now how do we get these kids to sleep? Um right. they did go down because they know that Santa's watching now. And so that was right. I appreciate Catonville Fire Department for just thinking of doing something so simple and it was so great. So, happy holidays to everyone out there that is listening. The devoted mom, take some time for yourself. Talk to you. Happy holidays. You're one of my favorite presents. God bless you. I love you. I love Bye. you too. I'll see you on the other end. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.